What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am Movie Mike on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Destro. If you're new to the podcast, I just want to say what up and welcome. What I do every single week on this podcast, well, is just talk about movies. And today I am talking about good movies with bad endings. I asked a bunch of you guys on Twitter, what's a good movie you think had a bad ending? And I found a bunch of different responses. And I want to get into my list I came up with and also get into the ones you guys submitted because there's some good debate here. Because a bad ending can be seen in different ways. Either it really ruined a movie or maybe it just didn't end with the way you wanted it to. So does that make it a bad ending? Well, we'll discuss that here in a bit. And I also want to talk about some very famous movies that actually had alternative endings. So either they didn't test well in theaters or they just realized in the script it wasn't going to work. So really famous movies that could have been an entirely different type of movie if they would have ended this way. I'll get into my list of those. I also want to give a movie review this week on something I watched on Netflix. It's Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth. So we'll get into that, but it really means a lot that you hit play on this podcast today. If you don't mind and you're not subscribed at this point, just hit that subscribe, hit that follow button wherever you're listening so you get brand new episodes every single Monday when I put these out. And if you don't mind, tell a friend, be like, hey, I know you like movies too. There's this podcast that I listen to where all I do is talk about cool movie topics. You can even follow them on Twitter and get in on the action. Tell them about it. Maybe they'll enjoy it too and you guys can talk about it together. And even send me an episode idea. If there's something you think I should talk about on the show, just send me a tweet and I'll look through those and maybe bring those up on a future episode. And finally, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just leave me a quick little review in that five-star rating because it really helps me kind of get out there as being a new podcast to have more people come on and kind of discover the podcast when they're just scrolling through looking for something new to listen to. When you leave those, it kind of boosts me up and gets helps me get seen out there. So... That would mean a lot to me, and it really takes like five seconds to do. So by the time you listen to this, you could have already done it. So 
And before I get into this episode, I know I like to keep this a spoiler-free podcast, but obviously you can't really talk about endings of movie without kind of spoiling them. I did try to keep them to movies that came out at least over 10 years ago, which I believe is kind of the rule. If it's been out 10 years, you're probably not going to watch it at this point. And there is one I review that's fairly newer, but I'll give you a spoiler alert before I do that. So if you want to skip ahead a little bit in that. Anyway, I just wanted to explore this topic and I am kind of breaking my own rules of not spoiling movies, but this will be the only time. And if there ever is a spoiler in the future, I will always hit you with that spoiler review because I'm not that kind of podcast. It's going to ruin a movie for you. All right. With all that said, let's get started. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast. One man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Alright, so today we are talking about good movies with bad endings. I asked a bunch of you guys on Twitter for your opinions. I got my list going. But first, before we get into this, let's set the criteria. So, first of all, it has to be a good movie. It has to be something that is seen as all the way up to the ending was great. And then it really just lost people. Maybe it kills the movie entirely or maybe just kind of takes it down a peg in your book. But that has to be... The, the first part of it. it has to be a good movie to begin with ruined by a bad ending and also in this just because a movie ends the way you didn't have in your head it, it doesn't wrap everything up nicely and end with everything perfect in the end it doesn't mean it's a bad ending I saw a bunch of those responses too and for me and myself sometimes I like it when everything doesn't end perfectly and it's all nice wrapped up in the end and everybody ends up together and in love or everything works out at the end. Sometimes you need that ending that hits you in the gut and makes you feel like, oh man, well that kind of sucks. And I think that's fine. That doesn't make it a bad ending. What I hate is when I feel ripped off or when I feel like there was lazy writing. So the reason I thought of this episode is because I watched a movie this week called A Simple Favor. So first of all, before I started this episode... It's kind of hard to talk about endings to movies without giving spoilers, so I normally try to keep this a spoiler-free podcast. I tried to pick a lot of movies that have been out for at least 10 years, but I kind of feel like that's the rule on spoilers. Like, if it's been out 10 years, you probably haven't watched it up to this point, but it kind of started with a movie that I watched and didn't enjoy the ending, so I won't ruin this entire movie right now, but I just want to explain what I got... Um, the idea for this episode with. Anyway, if you haven't seen A Simple Favor, maybe skip ahead like a minute or two because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to give the ending away. I'm just going to give away, I'm just going to say why I didn't like the way this ending made me feel. So it stars Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. And what happens at the end of this movie, like it was a great first and second, I'm not going to ruin it now. I'm, I've made up my mind. I'm not ruining the movie. So you're good. The first and second act are so intriguing and it had a potential to be a really good movie but by the time it gets to that third act it just goes in all different kinds of directions you're confused as a, as as you're watching it you don't know where it's going and it just ends and it falls flat by the time you get to those last 20 minutes you don't really care and i think that's what makes a good movie have a bad ending and it just ruined it by that another thing i felt this movie was really lazy like there's a there's a troop a thing that happens in movies that I despise. Like I hate it when you just take out a main character with like an instant like boom they're gone. Like that makes no sense. It's such lazy writing. 
when it's like an attack out of nowhere and they're everything just ends up clean like you don't have any kind of intention behind it they're just gone so i think this movie is a perfect example of that and i i want to get into some other ones now but i just think when there's lazy writing and it just gets confusing to the point where you're like okay just end this movie already like i don't care i think that's what makes a bad ending so i'll get into some of these what i had first of all probably the the main response i had was titanic and by now if you haven't seen titanic i'm sorry it's one of the most iconic highest grossing movies of our lifetime if you haven't seen the ending to titanic you're missing out you haven't seen it by now you're probably not gonna watch it now but it famously ends with jack dying and rose staying alive on the door now i don't think that's what makes that movie a bad ending because i obviously if he could have fit on the door he would have been on the door like they you think they didn't try that maybe they don't show it in the movie but that i don't think that's a bad ending i think jack had to die in this movie because otherwise we wouldn't really remember it if they ended up together and they were both rescued that would be a lame ending that would be terrible he has to die in this movie to make this movie a great movie jack has to die so i'm fine with that I don't think they even needed an attempt to put him on the door. Jack dying is fine. It's the fact that she throws the stone into the ocean. Like, that that makes no sense. Like, that's how the movie ends, of her, like, looking back on that entire story and then just throwing the ocean diamond back, the heart of the ocean, back into the ocean. Like, that, that part of it makes no sense. And I think even just that kind of narrative in the movie Titanic, I think it could do without... So I don't think it's the fact that Jack died and they could have shared the door. I don't think that was ever a possibility. But the fact that she gave up maybe like a $20 million diamond and threw it into the ocean, that's what makes that movie a bad movie ending. (laughs) Moving on to War of the Worlds, starring Tom Cruise back in 2005. Now Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest directors. But this one, I feel, just kind of falls flat. Like what I've been saying earlier I hate it when a movie just ends with kind of, oh, everything's cool now. (laughs) And the whole time in this movie, it's Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning, chaotic scene after chaotic scene. And I mean, the movie starts off right away with action. And it gets, I I really enjoyed this movie. Maybe Dakota Fanning screaming gets a little annoying here and there. And I'm, I'm not even the biggest Tom Cruise fan. Like he is one actor that I, for some reason, I just, I don't I can't stand him in movies, but in this one I actually liked him. And I think it's mainly because I like alien end of the world movies. And I thought he was fine in this one. He was at least Tom Cruisey as he could have been. But you go about two hours into this movie, and then all of a sudden they realize that aliens can't survive on Earth. And everything just kind of turns out, okay, Tom Cruise, you're good. You're, you and your family are safe now. This whole time, you've been running from aliens, at the, just trying to survive, and then the aliens are just like, oh, they can't live here. Oh, turns out, everybody go home. The entire city is actually in okay, decent condition. I thought that was just kind of a bummer ending, kind of lazy, and didn't really give me what I wanted out of an ending. All right, next up. Keeping it in the Alien family for the next one. Now, a very controversial director is M. Night Shyamalan. Now, he's very famous for having twists in his movies. And I think oftentimes he's viewed as being kind of... His movies are kind of seen as having bad endings because you don't like the twist. Every movie he has has a twist. And 
I think it works sometimes. I think it's really great when you go into a movie kind of expecting, like, okay, something's going to be totally different, and I think that's cool. I don't hate him for that. But a movie I was so invested in was Signs, and I saw this movie in theaters, and I remember watching it and being really scared. Like, the whole time, that movie just had me like, holy crap, like, this is one of the scariest things I've seen. And it's not even supposed to be a horror movie, but... I still remember the feeling I got the first time when I was sitting in the theater. And what I like about this movie is they don't show the aliens a whole lot. I think what a really great action-adventure movie does, and any kind of horror movie, is you don't give away the monster. Because that image you have in your head creates such a better picture of not seeing it so much until the very end, until... It's all out third act. You're going for that final battle scene. But when you just really kind of subtly show a glimpse of them here and there, but it's more just talked about in that anticipation, I think this movie did a really great job of that. Because that first time I remember seeing that alien walk across in the the news footage, I was like, holy crap. Like, for some reason, I thought that was a real alien. I was like, M. Night Shyamalan has proved the aliens exist. And I was so scared in the movie theater. And that part was scary. But then you get to this third act. And the whole time, it just turns out that aliens are somehow allergic to water. And it plays off the fact that this girl, the little girl in the movie, would leave half-drank cups of water throughout the house. And they're all around the house, strategically placed when the aliens come and invade their home. And then they're in this fight scene with the aliens. And... I feel like even when they show the aliens at this point, it, I mean, this was early 2000s, but the CGI just looks pretty weak, and the aliens almost look cartoonish, and it goes full-on cartoon whenever the alien brushes against, like, a piano or a bookshelf, and a cup of water falls on his shoulder, and he starts dissolving, and then you realize, oh, crap, the aliens can't handle splashes of water on them. So then you got Joaquin Phoenix with the bat the whole time. You're like, oh, what's he been doing with that thing the whole time? And he just starts going to town and breaking glasses of water. And suddenly aliens are gone. There's, I mean, the whole time they're trying to figure out why these crop circles and all this mysterious stuff that went on with Mel Gibson's family. And it was just glasses of water, apparently. And why would aliens invade the Earth? That's almost entirely made up of water if they were allergic to water essentially so i just thought that was a bad ending all right we'll go into the superhero vein i'm a big fan of superhero movies mainly the marvel stuff but uh like everybody else i love batman and i thought the dark knight trilogy was almost perfect but when you get to the dark knight rises i feel like that third act just fell pretty flat because in that movie bane is such a dominant force and he just can't be stopped by batman from that opening scene where he takes over that plane and then just the whole buildup of him breaking batman's back and just being this undeniable villain that you don't really see like how he's gonna be taken down and that's what i loved about the dark knight rises and even more so than joker in the dark knight I felt like Bane was a stronger villain than the fact that you didn't really know how he was going to be stopped. 
all up until you get to the third act of this movie where it just kind of gets blurry and fuzzy. Because then you have the Dark Knight and you have Bane battling against each other. And all of a sudden, Bane is essentially defeated by Selina Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, running him over. And he's gone. Very anticlimactic. Like, you have Bane, this guy who can't be touched and he does all of these crazy schemes, but he's just run over i i really think that running over somebody in a movie is the is the laziest thing you can put into a movie they do it so much in like horror movies where somebody just gets hit by a bus even if it's not the ending just anybody getting hit by a car should be taken out and never written into a movie so i hated that in the movie and then bane doesn't really become the villain anymore and it's this woman who's been there the whole time and just the Getting into the very ending of the movie, I feel like it doesn't really make sense because you have Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, they go off, you think he's dead, and then they're just living together, and then you have Alfred see them from across the, the restaurant, and just, it's, I don't know, it's just very, just a very unsatisfying ending just for how impactful that trilogy was to kind of end on that note was just like, okay, you're not really going to tell us anything else. And you have to pretty much assume that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character becomes Robin. So it's all just kind of like us assuming what happens. And I get that they don't have to tell you every single thing in an ending, but I just feel like that one was just like, okay, we don't really know how to end this one. Um, Batman goes and he goes into hiding. All right, see you later. All right, the next one I saw a lot of you guys tweet about was La La Land. And I love La La Land. Now, I have come on the podcast and said that I am not a big fan of musicals. And I didn't want to like this movie. And I went to see it because it was nominated for Best Picture that year. And I was like, I'll go watch it. And about five minutes into it, I ended up loving it. And a lot of people said that they didn't like this ending. Now, I think this is a great example of movies that don't end the way you want them to. But I don't think this was a bad ending because the fact that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone didn't end up together, I don't think that makes it a bad ending. I think that's great. I think it's an unconventional love story. And if they would have ended up together, it would have been just, it would have taken out how artistic this movie was and I like it in in romantic movies where the two don't end up together where it doesn't quite work out I think that's a really it's it's tough for audiences and it's tough for people who get so invested and want to see two people be together and not end up together at the end but I think in this movie it really works and it makes more sense for them not to be together than to kind of adapt into this okay perfectly magical ending and it ends on a really great happy note i think this movie takes you on a bunch of ups and downs and it's fun in parts when they are together but the fact that it ends up that they don't go off and get married into the sunset i think it's great so i don't think la la land has a bad ending sorry all right and there's another movie that a bunch of you guys tweeted me about that i want to talk about in another segment i'm going to do because i am legend with will smith some people said that had a bad ending. I don't think it was a terrible ending, but it's a movie that actually had an alternative ending that was shot and not put into the movie. And not only that, the book that it was adapted from had a completely different ending that I think was even better than 
either the alternative or the one that ended up in theaters. So what I want to do next is talk about alternative endings to popular movies. And in some cases, it would have made for a better movie. But a lot of these, it's like, okay, I'm glad that they went with the ending they went with. So take a quick break and we'll do that segment next. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. All right, going to get into now alternative endings from very famous movies. And the first one I want to talk about is I Am Legend, which ends with Will Smith's character essentially finding the cure to the virus that has caused all these dark seekers that he's been fighting the entire movie. But as he finds it, he ends up having to sacrifice himself to give the, uh, the vaccine to this other woman and a child who go on and give it to the world. But he has to essentially blow up the lab, blow up himself to take out these dark seekers that are trying to break in. And that's the version you saw in movie theaters. And a bunch of critics didn't like it. I thought it was fine. But there was also an alternative ending that they filmed and didn't test so well on screen when they were first showing the movie. And it was Will Smith still finding the vaccine, but he ends up befriending the dark seekers and they're like learn to essentially live and coexist because they just realize that they've been misunderstood from each other, that they saw Will Smith was trying to help and they take the female dark seeker that he's taken into his lab and they learn to kind of live in harmony and audiences didn't like that. Maybe rightfully so, but there's an other version that was actually in the book that the movie is based on where I think it's kind of the darkest and I think would have even been a better ending to the movie is that essentially these dark seekers have taken over the world and they kind of become and are seen as the main people like inhabiting the earth. Like they are the majority and Will Smith 
in turn becomes almost the villain and the monster because they see him as the one trying to take them out and cure them and a, a threat on their lives that he in turn is seen as the monster. And I think that's almost the darkest ending and would have been a really great, great twist to this movie because the whole time you think, oh, it's Will Smith trying to save humanity and he's the last human on earth. But from their point of view, it's this guy trying to take out their people. So I think that would have been a great alternative ending in this case. I was fine with the ending that came out in theaters. I never thought this movie had a bad ending. But I think the fact that it had all these alternative ways it could have gone, that could have been interesting. All right, on a happier note, the original ending to Dodgeball actually had kind of a dark humor type ending. So the original ending was... The average Joes end up pulling off the win and everything's happy and the bad guy loses. But the one they tried out with audiences before that was the fact that Ben Stiller's team just ends up winning. Like, I don't know. We're like, oh, we win. Everybody goes home. You see Vince Vaughn kind of in a slow motion. Oh, well, we lost. And that was the ending. So it was almost like an anti-joke type ending of this whole buildup of it's supposed to be these underdogs winning a sports movie that kind of thing and just being like oh we take a total turn and bad guy wins which i could see going to watch that and being like oh well that kind of sucked but it was also gonna be kind of funny because you don't really expect that it had all the other makings of a of a sports movie of the underdog story if it would have had that kind of killer kill the comedy kill the ending i think that could have been kind of funny to see and in a movie that was already so ridiculous about dodgeball why not give it a totally crazy ending could have worked All right, let's go way back to Star Wars Return of the Jedi because the original script actually included the death of Han Solo. Now, this is according to a producer of the movie who said they wanted to kill Han Solo in essentially a raid on the Imperial base. But George Lucas was so concerned about the death of Han Solo and he didn't want to kill off a major character because he thought it would affect merchandising sales. Like, if you kill off Han Solo, you can't sell Han Solo action figures for years to come. And also, you kill off a main character if there was any chance of, at the time, there being sequels and all the other movies they ended up making, you would lose Han Solo. Which I think, in the end, this was probably a good move. But I am not opposed to killing off main characters early on in a movie franchise. I think it makes it really impactful. And yes, it would have made the newer Star Wars movies a bit different. But it could have also made him just that much more legendary of a character. But in this case... Mm, probably a good idea to leave the beloved Han Solo in this movie. Pretty Woman. So Pretty Woman is essentially a Cinderella story. You take Julia Roberts' character, you have her meet this charming guy, he turns her into a princess. But in the original movie, it had an ending that was a lot darker, and the whole movie just kind of had a more serious and darker tone. And in the original ending, she was supposed to end up back on the street. So (laughs) Julia Roberts' character, Vivian, was just supposed to get the money from this guy, and ends up going back on the streets and living a really dark and depressing, horrible life. And this guy just kind of turns out to be another horrible man. No Cinderella story, no happy, lovely ending. It just goes back to being sad. And if that would have happened, this movie would not be as beloved as it was. So good call on that one. All right, and last up, we have The Lion King. So Disney always has to have a pretty heavy ending, and the original one to this was a lot darker, and there's even some test footage on YouTube if you want to search this out for the alternative ending, but what happens is pretty close to what happens in the movie with one little twist, so 
you have them battling out on Pride Rock, and it turns into almost what happened at the beginning of the movie with Scar and Mufasa. Now it's Simba and Scar. But instead, what was supposed to happen instead of Simba jumping back up, fighting Scar, and then essentially the hyenas taking out Scar, and really what you don't see, but what was supposed to happen was as they're fighting on the top of the Pride Rock, is he was supposed to throw Simba off, just like he did Mufasa, but unlike what happened to Mufasa, Simba was supposed to hit a branch and be saved, but then Scar was supposed to be left up on Pride Rock, essentially burning down with all those flames, which when you watch this test footage, if you search it on YouTube, the alternative ending of The Lion King, it looks pretty dark because Scar is just up there laughing maniacally and then essentially being taken out by these flames and i think that would have scared little kids and scared a five-year-old me watching this so there's probably a reason why disney isn't known for having brutal endings when the sun goes down opt for bold and blingy styles like the made to be seen very sexy push-up bra from the very sexy collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. All right, going to get into a movie review now. Talking about the movie Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth, directed by Sam Hargrave. But more important than that, it is written by the Russo brothers, who also directed the Avengers movies. So essentially, you have those two teaming up together. It's essentially a movie with Thor again, if you think about it that way. But I saw it had been in the top 10 on Netflix for the past couple weeks, and I finally had time to sit down and watch it. And if nothing else, I was going to have an enjoyable experience of seeing the stunning Chris Hemsworth on the screen. So, first of all, here's a little bit of extraction. Best thing you could do for that kid would be to put a bullet in his brain. We can send a chopper and get you out. But you gotta leave the kid behind. Are you gonna leave me in the street? 
right, so for the plot of this movie, there's really not a whole lot to it. You have Chris Hemsworth's character. He plays the guy named Tyler Rake, who is hired to essentially rescue this kid who has been stolen by these drug smugglers and held for ransom. That's pretty much all you need to know going into this movie. Nothing crazy as far as the storyline. Very easy to follow. And it's just the all-out action movie. So it starts out pretty simple enough. And it ramps up pretty quick. So it's a movie that goes right into it. And what I liked about this movie, not that I wasn't expecting to like it, but within about the first 10 minutes, you kind of know what it's going to be. And you kind of have to make that decision of the mindset you want to put yourself in. Like, are you going to... Some movies you just want to go into and enjoy no matter what. Different movies have kind of different levels of how you rate them. I think this one's on a whole different spectrum because it's just one you can sit down and watch and enjoy. It's one I could probably watch with my dad who doesn't watch any movies whatsoever, but he could watch this one and know what's going on because it's a guy with a gun shooting bad guys. Not hard to understand. But what is different about this movie is that it's so violent and intense and shot in a way that I really haven't seen before because there's almost sequences of action where it feels like one entire shot and one fell swoop. So it goes from this vantage point of seeing Chris Hemsworth with a gun taking out these bad guys, but you follow him like with him, like you're right behind him and the camera just moves in this kind of way where it never kind of cuts between scenes, which isn't something I haven't seen since maybe like 1917, which is all shot in one continuous shot. It's not to that extreme, but I think it gives this a whole different feel of the action. And that's very apparent within like the first maybe 30, 40 minutes of this where it's so intense. And it goes from him being like inside a building to all of a sudden you follow him falling out and fighting in the street. So the violence in this is so brutal. And I think that kind of cinematography aspect kind of gives it that whole other level of, okay, this movie is a bit of a step up. And it's not just your run-of-the-mill action movie. I think that gives it so much more of an authentic feel. And it just doesn't feel like some slap-together action movie. And I think that it's partly due to the director and also the Russo brothers who are in this as well. And I think Chris Hesenworth is pretty good in this. He's a really great action star. Like, aside from being, you know, Thor that we love as being funny, but also um, heroic on screen and being seen as somebody who can, you know take someone down, I think he's a really great action star, and we haven't seen that a whole lot from him. So that was kind of cool to see, but it's a very brutal movie. There's some really intense parts where, like, you almost don't expect him to go there, like, literally, like, throwing children off of a building. It's pretty crazy. But also, there's a thing, I, I guess, it's kind of a trend now in movies, and I guess it's kind of, I don't know, the cool thing to do in action movies, but headshots. Like, straight up shooting people in the head is kind of a an extreme action movie they're taking right now because it's, it's very dramatic. And it's very like, oh, crap, that really happened. And no matter how you shoot it and how you present it, that's going to be an intense thing to watch. So there are some headshots in this movie that are pretty brutal. And it, it almost goes on, like, I, I, I guess maybe John Wick kind of started that. It was a kind of intense, bloody violence for um, sometimes no reason. And this one, I feel it has a little bit more of a purpose because it is kind of in a war zone situation. And it's a little far-fetched. It's not as far-fetched as, like, John Wick, but, I mean, how are you going to expect one guy to take out, essentially, an entire army of people without it being a little crazy? So, in that aspect, maybe it's a little unrealistic and maybe a kind of action, 
mm, not cheesy, but cliche in a bit. But I thought the action was great in it. Overall, the story, it doesn't really need much until like the very end, you maybe get a little more of what you want from it. But I think throughout the entire movie, you're pretty invested in it. And it's one where the action is pretty nonstop and you care about it till the very end. So I know in this entire episode, I've been talking about movies with bad endings. I think this one actually has a great ending and it keeps you invested until that final scene. So if you're looking for something to watch in your house right now on Netflix, you're into action movies. I think this is a pretty good one for you. If you're into that, I give it four out of five rounds of ammunition for sure. I think a lot of that, like I said, has to do with the way it's shot and the way it looks and the way it feels, but also that it's just nonstop action. And it was something for me to watch and be able to take my brain off of anything. And the fact that I, I really like the fact that Netflix is putting out these bigger action movies right now. I think that's a pretty good space for them to work in because I think sometimes an action movie isn't something that really gets me to go to a theater as much. And the fact that we can have this in our home now where you have people like Chris Hemsworth and Mark Wahlberg doing these kind of movies that you can just watch on Netflix. Like that's a pretty great thing. So I think it's worth checking out. I did hear they're going to make a sequel to this in the works already. Um, So that could be pretty cool. So if you're looking for a good action movie with essentially Thor killing bad guys, I'd say check out Extraction. All right, that's going to do it for this week. But before I go, I got to get my shout out. Always got to get those in. And this week, it is coming to us from Instagram. It's from at A.E. Beeler, a.k.a. Andrea, who posted on her Instagram story. And she liked the episode last week with my friend Bobby Bones. If you haven't checked out that episode, it's up. We talked about his top three movies that affected him and have been a part of his life. He also got into a debate with me about Thanos and whether or not he was a good guy. And then he was in a movie called Band Slam, which he talked about how he auditioned for that movie and also how much he made in that movie, which was a lot more than I expected to know. So if you haven't listened to that episode, just go back one and check that one out. If you listen to that episode and now you're listening to this one, hey, welcome. This is what we do every week. So tell a friend, post in your Instagram story and get a shout out next week. And with all that said, I will talk to you guys on another episode. Stay safe out there. Later. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Boston Proper is for women who love distinctive style in styles that don't define them. Boston Proper designs are unique and made to fit flawlessly. Confident women wear Boston Proper as an expression of who they are, with chic, polished styling and unforgettable looks that get noticed anytime, every day, and on any occasion. When you want that certain something in everything you wear, wear Boston Proper. Shop at bostonproper.com and wear it like no one else.